All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Practice Indie Yoga podcast. My name is Shannon Brasovan, and sadly, I am here without our beloved Jenna today. I wanted to get something out to y'all about this week's focus, and, you know, pandemic just makes it hard to do teamwork the way we used to. So hopefully we'll have Jenna back on very soon, Uh, but wanted to at least give y'all some things to consider about our focus this week. I think in particular with the times we're living in, it's a really helpful thing to consider um, and pontificate. So this week our focus is Maya and Maya is illusion. I have one, um, one source that says that it means specifically that which is not. So Often in yoga literature or comments on yogic philosophy, we will hear um, an analogy brought up often, which is that, you know, in a dark space, we might see a coiled up shape and assume it's a snake. And after flipping on the lights, you know, we find out that it was a rope all along. So Maya is this state in which we are constantly under the influence of um, misleading information or, or mistaking something for what it is not. A phrase that you'll hear a lot is lead me from the unreal to the real in relationship to this. And so yoga, the practice of yoga from Patanjali to quell the cessations or the movements of the mind and from the Bhagavad Gita yoga skillfulness and action. We can really, um, put both of those to work when we're discussing Maya. One is that, you know, Maya is all of the thoughts and all of the extra stuff and us assuming that we are our thoughts and we are our feelings and all those things. So that's Maya and the yoga, the practice of yoga is to help us um, quell that movement and recognize that we are not those thoughts. We are not those emotions. We are so much more. And um, in the Bhagavad Gita reference, so that yoga is skillfulness and action is that we become so skilled at what we do and how we show up in the world that we become pointed in our focus and that we aren't, we aren't acting out of illusion or disillusionment, but that we are acting with great purpose and awareness um, and cutting through the fog of Maya or the illusion to arrive at our highest knowing and our highest purpose or Dharma or Swadharma, personal purpose. So, um, so yeah, Maya is this concept of illusion and that our yoga practice from many lenses is working to help us cut through the illusion, to see past the mirage in the desert and to get really clear on what is real and what is. Um, so some things that I see in popular culture that are very like Maya inspired are our Instagram highlight reels, you know, only showing our perfect hair day and, you know, the the best day ever. It's like just a perpetual Groundhog's Day of awesomeness for, for many people on social media. Um, you know, that's Maya. You're not seeing the full schedule, sorry, schedule, the full picture. You're also not seeing the full schedule. You don't see, you know, when they wake up and they have um, morning breath, sick, and uh, you're not seeing, you know, when they drop their egg on the floor, trying to perfectly make that, you know, yolk spill out of their egg sandwich. Um, So that's a, a place that we really see a lot of Maya come up. I also have this lovely quote 
um, that was shared in one of the resources that Jenna had put together from Shakespeare. Um, I, I will likely not be perfect in, um, the iambic pentameter here. So forgive me there, but, uh, savage, extreme, rude, cruel, not to trust enjoyed no sooner, but despised straight past reason hunted and no sooner had past reason hated as a swallowed bait on purpose laid to make the taker mad, mad in pursuit and in possession so, had, having and in quest to have, extreme, a bliss in proof and proved a very well, before a joy proposed, behind a dream. William Shakespeare, Sonnet 129. So this concept of Maya, this pursuing or you know, looking through this fog-tinted lens leads us to mistake a rope for a snake or vice versa. Um, Another way we can look about this is us just kind of lusting or lunging after things that weren't meant for us. Um, I'm reading Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, which is, by the way, absolutely fantastic. Please go read it. And uh, she has one chapter where someone asks her about her gay uh, granddaughter. And and the woman just says, you know, why is everybody all of a sudden gay? And um, I think Glennon's response is like, must be all those damn GMOs, Joanne. And, you know, everybody has a good laugh. And then she goes on to use this analogy of water vessels that, you know, we were presented these water vessels straight and not straight, everything else that fits in there and straight. And that you've got to pour yourself into one. And if you if you pour yourself into the not straight one, then you're going to be disenfranchised and, you know, all the things that associate with not assuming to the air quotes norm. And um, and that has been sort of the narrative we've been given. And over time, the veil has been lifted that, you know what? Those aren't the only two options. And also um, the straight one isn't always the air quotes best option and not true for everyone. And that really we all kind of live on a spectrum of being in terms of not just sexuality, but but life in general. Life is a spectrum. And so I love that thought of like the two vessels and, and the water that um, Rumi says, you know, we are the whole ocean in a single drop that we live under these illusions that things are separate and they're not, or that things are perfectly compartmentalized and they're not. I mean, if we look at the circumstance we're in right now, what we thought was is not. Um, Our economy, our jobs, our family units, our communities touching each other, right? Like what we thought was the way things were is not. So when we can get down with, get down with, get down with the idea that, you know, everything is not as it seems, that there's more to the picture beyond the frame, then it gets really interesting. And so the practice of yoga, both to quell the cessations of the mind and to skillfully act can be a means to start to get clearer and clearer, to expand our vision wider and wider to include more and more of the picture. And the interesting phenomenon that 
I have experienced in my limited time on this earth and my limited time as a yoga practitioner is that you know, the more clarity I get, the more clear the picture becomes, but also the steadier and the more pointed it becomes. That as the net widens, I'm actually becoming so much more specific in a way. And without Jenna here to provoke good questions, I'm not really sure how to expand on that idea, but that as I get clearer, as my periphery expands, I seem to get sharper in my vision, if that makes sense. Um, so this is what we're exploring this week is Maya and the fog of Maya and what is real and what is not real. It's very matrixy feeling at times. Um, you know, but another example that I'll give here is Santa Claus. You know, my my kids will one day have to learn that Santa Claus and Hanukkah Harry aren't real. <laughs> I hesitated because, um, you know, one, who knows who's listening to this. Two, uh, you know, you may still be in the camp that Santa Claus is real. And, and then, you know, there are times when I'm in the month of December, sometimes November, because Hanukkah, you know, is on that wacky doodle schedule where I get why the concept of Santa and Hanukkah Harry are real. There is a magic to the holiday season. There is um, a mystical presence about those holidays and all the holidays around that time that I can understand why that concept could continue to be true, even if in the way we say it isn't true, isn't true. And so again, it's, it's not so clear cut that like Santa and magical things don't exist. That's, that's not true. It's just the story that we've told, the way we've painted or pigeonholed it may not be true, but there's, there's actually so much more there. Um, you know, if you are someone who celebrates Christmas or celebrates Hanukkah, you know, that feeling is palpable. The feeling of magic around that time, it's palpable. So to deny that there are magical forces around that time is maybe to also be myopic in your view or to operate um, in Maya. So, you know, it's it's not a one size fits all. It's not a let's all fit into one glass and pour our, our portion of the ocean in there. It's that Maya limits our viewpoint and that when we can get really clear with our viewpoint, we begin to see well beyond what the narrow slice of you know, picture that's been offered. So that's what I've got for our theme. And, you know, just asking yourself the questions, what is real? Just light topics. Who am I? What is true? What do I know is true? And then ask yourself that again. Do I really know that's true? Do I really know that's real? And this is not to throw you for a loop and to give you more things to feel unsteady about, but to get really clear about the things that are true. Love. You know, when you when you really get down to it, what is real? Love is real. And and as clear as that is, you know, the boundaries of love are limitless. Or at least, you know, I think love is real and I believe that. So so yeah, that's our focus this week, Maya. And, you know, pontificate on those very light questions and thoughts and uh, join us on the mat. We've got Shalambasana as our practice pose this week. So locust pose, a great belly down back bend, which will help uh, strengthen your the muscles around your spine and uh, 
open your shoulders, open your chest, which who doesn't need that right now from sitting all day. Um, so that's what we've got on the docket. Uh, we've added some modifications to our schedule. We are still working on um, coming back in person and don't have any uh, perfectly outlined details for that yet. It's looking like the first week of June we'll start to um, flirt with in-person classes, possibly just one a day, and then continue our virtual presence. We've added um, yoga quickies Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are 15-minute classes at 10 or 10.15. Check the schedule for that. Um, we're keeping the 2 p.m. stretch breaks because people have seemed to love those, so join us for those. And uh, we're going to be adding back the Yoga Nerd Out sessions and the Soulful Sundays because people really love those. So be on the lookout for the schedule for those this summer. If you haven't signed up for Yoga Summer School yet, we are so excited to be starting that program, a way for you to immerse yourself in the practice of yoga this summer and to do so in a group. So um, check that out. It's on our website and I'll link that in the notes here. And um, you know, the last thing I will add with with Maya is that right now it feels like, I don't know if you watch a lot of the Batman movies, but I do. And, um, the particular movie where, um, the scarecrow comes out and he sprays this fog all around Gotham and people are literally going mad. I feel like, um, in the wake of COVID-19, that exact scene is playing out and, people are literally losing their minds. And I'm, I don't mean that um, as hyperbole. I mean that honestly and seriously, we are in a mental health crisis in addition to the pandemic. And so if yoga is a, a way for you to manage your mental health, great. If not, I encourage you to take your mental health seriously, that we are living in an illusion of unprecedented size and um you can feel really heavy right now and that is absolutely allowed if you've lost your job if you've been economically impacted as i think almost all of us have if you've had um death in the family or illness in the family or you're just anxious or scared all of that is absolutely understandable and now is the time to fiercely advocate for our mental health. We have got to stay on top of our mental health because, you know, the the physical health outside of social distancing, we have even less agency over. But you are with your thoughts every single day and you, you can um, manage them. And if not, if you are predisposed to mental illness, there are resources for you out there. And even if you're not predisposed, but you're having a hard time, it's okay. And there are resources out there. So, um, I've linked some of those resources below. Do not feel ashamed to reach out for help, um, set boundaries, turn off your phone after a certain hour, put up away messages, be clear about when you're answering emails and when you're not step away from the screens when you can get out and take walks, do your yoga practice, pray, journal, whatever it is that helps you manage your mental health. You guys do it. We, we, we need you. You are important. You matter. And we're seeing such an increase in substance abuse and depression and anxiety. It's, it's just wild. And we don't have the infrastructure for it. We don't prioritize mental health in this country, and we don't view it as seriously as we do physical disease. And And I hope one of the changes that comes out of this time is that we start to take it more seriously. So 
If you're listening to this, I have to assume you're someone who invests in your mental and physical health. Please, please, please advocate for your mental health. And if you're feeling well and stable, then help others uh, manage theirs in whatever way you can by way of resources, support, etc. I am thinking of you all, caring for you all from afar, from a social, safe social distance space. And uh, thank you for listening and good luck contemplating Maya this week and hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, our free videos on YouTube, or um, if you're feeling super called, write us a review that helps us greatly. And, uh, and here's to our expansion and breaking through the disillusionment. Namaste.